hey, have you checked out my free masterclass from page one to done? Write your novel or memoir in five truly simple steps. Because if you haven't, you need to. You can watch it right now. You don't have to wait, or you can listen to this podcast episode and then watch it. It is at maryadkinswriter.com forward slash masterclass. That's Mary Adkins with a D like donut and writer like a person who writes, not a person on a horse, forward slash masterclass. It is an hour. It is on demand. So you can watch it whenever you sign up for it and have an hour. And let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Welcome to season two of the First Draft Club. I'm your host, Mary Adkins. I'm an author and writing coach. You can find my novels, When You Read This and Privilege, in your favorite bookstore. And my next novel, Palm Beach, will be out next summer. So stay tuned for news about that. I also have a two and a half year old named Finn. And so if you hear background noise during this episode or any episode, that's probably why. I do my best to curb it. I'm in my closet, for example. Um, but, you know, sound carries, especially when they're sounds made by uh, an amazing and very loud toddler. If you tuned in for any of season one, you know that the way that this podcast works is I take a question from my weekly word shop with my students um, and I bring it to the podcast to answer it on the air. And that's going to be how season two works as well, because I got great feedback from season one. I'm really glad that people are enjoying it. I'm enjoying making it. I really like this format. And so we're just going to keep going. This week's letter reads, Dear Mary, I'm ready to ask a couple of people to read my book. First, I want to ask how you pick readers. Do you give it to friends? Do you give it to another writer? How do you find people if you aren't friends with other writers? And second, how should I approach them? Should I give them sticky notes and ask them to flag parts they don't like? Or what should I say to them in terms of taking notes while reading my book? How much direction should I give? Okay, first off, something really important I want to share. I would not get feedback until you have finished a first draft. I'm literally pounding my fist into my hand right now. (laughs) If you heard that sound, that is what that was. This is how passionately I feel about what I just said. I know this is not common advice from writing instructors and writers and really from the whole world, but I feel very strongly about this. Now, sometimes I'll be asked for feedback from my students who are just starting out. And that's a little different because I know how to handle a brand new fragile baby idea. Like I know how gentle to be. I know how easily it can be crushed. And so I know that I need to be like a neonatal nurse with your brand new baby idea. But most people you approach are not going to be neonatal nurses. It's, I know I just called myself a neonatal nurse. (laughs) Let's just go with it. It's like handing your two-year-old baby, your, your two hour old baby, like the baby who was just born who still has a funny hue of skin and is maybe a little slimy. It's like handing that baby to your great uncle Phil, who never had children or has held a baby. 
and asking him to tell you how to raise it. (laughs) He has no effing clue. So leave him alone. Take back your baby and let's change, let's change routes here. Okay. So seriously, I think feedback is very dangerous until you have a full draft. In a first draft, let me tell you why. So in a first draft, your story is just figuring out what it is. And it can't figure out what it is if you have two or nine or one person picking it apart and talking about how they wish the main character had a different name that's not Ted because they don't like the name Ted or how they were bored in this one part or how they think that you can really work on how you use metaphors. Like you write a chapter of your book and then you share it with your friend Janie and Janie says that you really need to work on how you use metaphors. And then you spend the next six months obsessed with metaphors and how you use metaphors because Janie, who you know from middle school or who is from your, your new writing group that's only met three times, told you that your metaphors need work. So you don't finish your draft. And you don't know why, but it's really because you were obsessed with metaphors. And then you sign up for another course on sentences because you think maybe if you just get really confident in your metaphors, you can finish your draft. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's so easy to get derailed when you seek feedback too early. So let your first draft become something. And when it's done, then you can get feedback. Now, let's talk about what to do when that time comes, when it when you actually have a first draft and you are ready for feedback. At this point, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something else I don't want you to do. <laughs> I don't want you to do the masochistic thing and give it to your most critical friend. And you're going to want to do this. We all want to do this. I didn't realize it. I thought I was the only one who wanted to do this, and then I just watched person after person do this. Um so it, I've, I've decided it's a human thing because we all secretly want the approval of, of someone, either because it's our most critical friend or because it's apparent. <laughs> it's apparent we've, we've done imprinting on this person and um, they're the person whose approval we most crave in the world. That is not the person to give it to. Don't give it to your most critical friend. Don't give it to your mom. Don't give it to anyone else whose approval you deeply crave. The person to give it to is someone you trust to be thoughtful, respectful, and ideally a good reader. It is someone whose opinion you you feel you can take as neutral. You know, you you can take or leave what they say. You you will value what they say, but you won't feel obligated to take it um, for some unrelated, you know, emotional reason that has to do with something that happened when you were three years old. Now, this could be someone you meet through a writing group. Um, In my course, I pair people up as accountability partners as they write their drafts so that when they, well, I pair them up so that they can have accountability. But what's cool about it is then when they have a draft done, they already have a relationship with another writer. And if they want, they can then swap manuscripts. They also know each other through our weekly live meetings. And so if they don't have an accountability partner because they choose not to participate in that program or you know, it just doesn't work out for some reason for that person to read, they can, they can ask somebody else in the group. If you don't have that, then if you, and if you can afford it, there's the option of hiring someone to read your manuscript for you and, and 
you know, do kind of a developmental edit or an overall review. This usually starts around $2,000 um, and then goes up from there pretty quickly, depending on how many words are in your manuscript. So just to kind of, so you know the, the price point for that. Um, you want to find a good person to do this. Um, if you are interested, reach out and I can refer you to some great people who do this. New York Book Editors is a company that I think is really fantastic. It's one I've used before myself. And finally, when you do share your manuscript with a friend or a fellow writer, you should be very specific about what you want them to read for. I suggest asking them to track just three things, okay? Just three things. Keep it simple. Where they're bored, where they're engaged, or in other words, where they want to keep reading. They like it. They want to keep reading. They want to keep turning the pages, okay? So where they're bored, where they're engaged, and where they're confused. Bored, engaged, confused. B-E-C. Or C-E-B or C-B-E. I don't know. I wish I had come up with a cute acronym for this. If anyone comes up with a cute acronym for this, please email me. Mary at maryadkinswriter.com. <laughs> okay, so those are the three things you want them to read for. You could give them a hard copy of your book with sticky notes in different colors if you want. You could have a color for bored and a color for confused and another color for engaged. Or you could just tell them, um, ask them to keep a document where they have like, you know, three columns. You have like bored, engaged, and confused, and they can put page numbers in the columns as they move through the draft. That would work. You know, any, whatever they want to do. Maybe they have their own way of doing it. Great. But somehow track those three things so that they can share it with you when, when they're done. What you don't want to do is hand over your draft and say something like, let me know if you think the end is too fast. Or, you know, let me know if you think Gina, like your character, Gina. let me know if you think Gina is too much like Aunt Betty. <laughs> okay. Because you don't want to prejudice your reader before you even give them a chance to get into the story. Don't prejudice them. Um, you, you can ask them these questions after, which brings me to the last thing you want to do. You want to have a substantive chat with them after they've read your draft. So they're going to track BEC or CBE, you know, their, their, their confusion, their boredom and their engagement. And then when they finish, you want to have a chat. And this is where you get to hear their, their more nuanced reactions to your book. And you can ask lingering questions you have, like, is Gina too much like Aunt Betty? And does the end move too quickly? So once you get your feet, once you get their feedback through this kind of, you know, substantive conversation and them noting the, the three big things as they read, now you get to decide what to do with it. Now you can turn to revising. That's it for this week. I hope it was helpful. Happy writing and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the First Draft Club. Subscribe and leave a review and I will adore you forever. And if you want to submit your own questions and attend these sessions live, you can join our community of authors by going to maryadkinswriter.com. That's Adkins with a D, like donut. 
And if you want to attend my free masterclass on how to finish your book in five simple steps, just go to maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass. That's maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass, and you can watch it instantly. Happy writing. See you next week. 